celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Talk Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. That's kind of what keeps me going is just having more transparent conversations, allowing others to listen and opt into what they want. And from that, it's turned into this really beautiful thing, which has ended up talking to you. So that's why I do what I do. So cool. Oh, well, awesome. Like, good job. Also, like being a voice in that space that people can kind of listen to. And, you know, I think it's such a cool area now. I know when I started my podcast, there was like not a lot of chat around mental health. I mean, I was diagnosed with depression and there was not really a lot of resources. So like, it's really cool um, in the, you know, last three years, like one of the good things about pandemic is people are talking about it more. And like, obviously you're contributing to the space, not just an observer, which is amazing. So yeah, big props to you. Thank you. I am going to start with a blurb, which I do because you've done all these incredible things, which I know of you know of but I just want everyone else to be reminded in case they forgot. Uh, Kia ora and welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. Today we have Kimberly Crossman aka Kim. Actress, producer, writer, the term triple threat is too limited when describing Kim Crossman's skill set. Let's expand. Comedian, presenter, content creator, MC, host of the podcast Pretty Depressed, a World Vision and SPCA ambassador and a student of marine biology. And while she may have initially captivated New Zealand through the TV screens, Kim Crossman became a household name through her enthusiastic presence across all media mediums in New Zealand and abroad. And you have seen her, read and heard her across all those things. With a dual life based in both LA and New Zealand and while wearing many different hats, I am insanely excited to welcome you, Kim, to Tall Poppy Talk. Where and how are you today? Oh my gosh, what a dream. Thank you. That's such a nice introduction. That's uh it's so funny, isn't it? It's like our own mind is like, there's a lot of yuck stuff too, but it's great hearing someone read out like your achievements. That's, thank you. I'm very <laughs> pumped my tires up. I love it. How am I? I am, I'm really good today. I feel today is an admin day for me and I have to try and schedule these fairly regularly because I'm someone who gets really overwhelmed if I feel like there's heaps of emails I have to respond to and I haven't, like I am such a people pleaser right through my bones that if I haven't responded to someone or done something right. So I try and like set aside time to catch up on things. Uh, so today is one of these days. I don't know if yours is a video kind of podcast system, but like this is my to-do list on a literal clipboard. So <laughs> that's what I'm working on today. <laughs> I love that. I can appreciate it. Are you still old school that you write things down or is it a hybrid? Um, you know what? I guess I am a hybrid, but I froth on stationery, a good pen with rolly end, love a rolly end pen and just love the satisfaction of crossing things off. So I'm, I even cheat. I will definitely add something to a list just to cross it off if I've done it moments ago. So, you know. I yeah. do that all the time. It's groceries weren't on my list, but now they are, so I can tick it off. Good enough. Oh, I just did it. So oh, there you go. Done. One. Go. Great. Yep. Perfect. And We're cut the same cloth. Yes. I want to take a leaf out of your book too. What does your brain look like? That is a question you ask people and I have that question myself. So what does yeah. yours look like? I mean, I've always said that my brain is kind of like this frizzy haired, chaotic 
psychotic woman staring at camera with these glasses on and she's completely surrounded by bulging filing cabinets and you've asked her to find something and she's just kind of panicked like that's kind of what my brain feels like it's like there's so many tabs open I know that I know the answer and I know it it just kind of takes me a second sometimes to find it um I wish that in the like year and a half I've been saying that I wish it had changed if someone was like why don't you give her a cup of tea and like an iPad I'm like no because it just is I don't know I love I do thrive in a sort of element of chaos so I think that that's kind of even when I try and set up systems my brain will always find a way to fill time or fill space with something to worry about or something to do so you know just lean into it <laughs> yeah and so having an admin day today hmm. is that hard for you to do a day that's specifically admin do you find yourself wanting to do other things or is it productive to have a specific day um it is very productive except I often just start adding other things to the list so it's you know it's just this never-ending to-do list but we have a saying in our family like make to-dos to-dones so trying to just make them to-dones rather than things that you have to to-do which I realize is not a word but that's just what we say uh yeah I think it's you know it's it's hard in a tro in the kind of career that I'm pursuing where I don't ultimately have control of my schedule things change, things pivot, um, you know, you probably know of writing a podcast, you can set aside the day and then three of your guests bail because something's happened or, you know, there aren't a lot of, I don't have any routine. So I do love having certain pockets of time to get on top of things and get things done because, you know, tomorrow I could get cast in something and have to fly somewhere and things like that. So I do try, like I do really get a lot of validation from trying to stay current and on top of things absolutely and I can imagine really appreciate with your schedule with your career there aren't many that are so unpredictable and I want to step back a little bit high performers right often we tend to think about them especially in New Zealand Aotearoa as athletes but high performers are so much more than just athletic performance however there are some of those traits that are in common one of them being this drive to push the limits physically, mentally, sport often is a way we do this. And I wanted to ask you, you dance from a young age and then later with cheerleading, and now you just have an overall really active lifestyle, whether that's scuba diving, hiking, going through South Australia. So fun. <laughs> what core learnings have you developed through sport or exercise that you can apply in your career and everyday life? Yeah, so I um I have always approached acting kind of as a little bit more of a team sport. I too have a coach. I think I do take a lot of those ideas from athletes. I have I have such a crush, a talent crush on people who are at the top of their field. And so I do love watching sport docos or or that kind of I think drive for me is like the thing that turns me on the most. And I don't mean in a sexual way, I just mean like, you know, someone who is striving for something or you know is just so focused on something that like I am just a magnet to those types of people those types of um yeah in a lot of cases it can be athletes or those kind of documentaries and um I do look and try to mimic some of the structure that they have in place you know like the people who are at the top of their field do have people around them who help 
you know, point out some of their blind spots or help where they need work. For me as an actor, um, I think it's really important for me to have a coach. I want to keep getting better. I don't ever want to plateau. And it is like a sport. It is a very competitive industry as well. Whilst a lot of it comes down to your essence and your soul and things that you can't change in terms of the technical aspects of it. There is so much to learn and, you know, so much of the landscape is continually, continually developing. So, and I think I'm always will be a student in life. I'm a sucker for learning. I love it. I have a real addiction to curiosity. So I do kind of, I guess, draw some parallels from sports as most people conventionally would know it and try to apply that to sort of my acting I'm getting better at the actual physical working out. I was diagnosed with depression and uh, severe depression and anxiety a few years ago now. And yeah, because I have quite a high metabolism, I've just never really committed to exercise for any other reason than enjoyment, i.e. through cheerleading. So it's been a real journey for me kind of over the last six months of going to the gym and taking classes. Again, I can't work out on my own. I'm very poorly disciplined in that area. I need to be in a class trying to impress someone or trying to do it for fun. Um, I don't like going to the gym, but obviously afterwards I always feel better. Um, so, but it is something I've really had to push myself to do. Um, I don't have as great self-discipline with myself in certain areas when it comes to especially taking care of myself with like food and working out. Um, I just ordered Taco Bell. So I, yeah, I just basically kind of, it's never been a priority for me and I'm trying to change that. So yeah, and still so much to learn. <laughs> yes, I know. I appreciate that transparency as always that you bring. Makes me wonder in terms of team, do mm. you prefer when you are performing as opposed to like a monologue where Kim's just by herself and maybe you've got all that attention. Do you thrive off those scenes or those projects where there's just so many people involved? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I feel so lucky for what I do as a career. Like, I mean, a lot of it, yes, is because I like the element of performing and I like stepping into different roles and playing different versions of me, but also the people who are attracted to that world, whether they're in crew or other actors are so fascinating and interesting. And much, much of the time is really just hanging out. So I really, I really do love that element. And I think when you find yourself cast in sort of an ensemble thing where there's a lot of improv and everything's on the go, yeah, I would much rather, rather than just do a scene with myself, I'd rather do it with people that are better than me or like get me excited or I don't know, you get to play really. It's just kind of, yeah, it's all fake. So it's great. You have permission to lie, you know, feel, yell. It's great. And there are no consequences. <laughs> it's perfect. And it almost seems like this uh, dichotomy or a real contrast, right? As you're saying, in your career, you get to perform and you get to act and you're getting to do all these things that are in some ways make-believe. It's fantasy. And then I feel like this complete flip for you with the Pretty Depressed podcast is you are so vulnerable. You're so authentic, so transparent. You're feeling all the feelings and they're 100% yours. And I'm listening and that's why speaking to you now, I feel like I know you because I'm like, well, oh, I know all <laughs> Kim's highs and lows yeah yeah quirks exactly um and there is an article and apologies I'm looking to my side I have some notes thank you that you said you feel this huge obligation to have dialogues openly and publicly and as uncomfortable as they are there's a trust 
listeners have that I have in your podcast and you've built that through these authentic dialogues not only you're sharing but that your guests are sharing and it's not only the mental health issues you're facing that you continue to unpack it's what your guests are shining even further light on right because we know you but I'm listening to people and it's showing me how wide and all these human feelings we're experiencing are so widespread Mm -hmm. what have been your greatest joys from the podcast so far and maybe some of those tougher parts yeah I think the tougher parts were probably before I released it I had a lot of anxiety around putting it out there you know it's it's really hard and I'm sure everyone's had this experience in life where they've been told their feelings are wrong you know maybe you're upset about something or someone's like oh you're being ridiculous or you're you know or you're too much I think I had a lot of preconceived ideas of what the reception may have been to the podcast or to me sharing um and I think the joys is that that hasn't been the case if anything it's been an overwhelmingly um positive response and a grateful response you know these are conversations that I needed to have I just there weren't many of them around at the time so I just had to kind of conduct them and kind of grow grow a pair of balls for the better lack of the term and and kind of just know that what I love about people is their vulnerability you know unless you're a real asshole when someone's sharing you're not usually like oh you know you're kind of like oh wow I actually relate or that's really interesting and it makes you lean in a little bit. I think I was always so like afraid because I didn't like my own darkness and I still would rather not have it. But, you know, I think that's been a real lesson for me is understanding and having more grace with myself because when other people share their hardships, not in a burdensome way, but just, you know, they're going through something or they're working on something, it, it invokes me to lean in more, not push away. And I think because I hid a lot of that to me, myself, that I was a little bit anxious that, yeah, other people would feel the same way. But I'm just learning. We're all the worst to ourselves. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's been good. I, I'm really glad that I did it. And I think, too, it's allowed me to build much stronger and better relationships, meet and chat to people like you. And I'm talking at you at the moment, but we'll have more of a chat in a minute. <laughs> but, um, you know, in, in my relationship that I'm in now, you know, I'm able to enter into it with a much better understanding of myself. I can ask for certain things like it's just enhanced all of my relationships now that I'm sort of including some of my own yuck as I walk forward. And everyone knows that I'm actively working through it as well, rather than, I don't know, plenty of people with problems and they just kind of stay in it. I think one of the things I like about myself is like the things that hold me back or my limiting thoughts or my judgment, I'm actively working on trying to limit so I can reach a better and fuller potential of myself. And so hopefully as a work in progress, people find that more endearing, you know. Definitely. And I think if we go right back to one of your earlier podcasts, I'm forgetting who it was. One, Someone said, maybe it was Joe was like, well, you really lean in to the things you need to work on. A lot of yeah. people like to hide from them or maybe delay. So I, I, I admire that. And what I find like with my podcast, and I'm curious what you think is the people I'm choosing to have conversations with. So for me, it's overall this really positive thing, right? It's, it's all poppies. Tell me what yeah. you did and how you got there. And it's almost easier for me because it's typically going to be a positive feeling. How do you, how do you one, pick your guests, right? But also mm-hmm. knowing like the very nature of what you're going to discuss, 
might cause anxiety in guests. Does that impact how you pick people and maybe the conversations you have? A little bit. I, I tend to seek out people who I want to chat to for an hour and can learn from. So um, I do think too, like the, depending on the questions you ask, everyone is interesting. So I think also being open and being fluid or where a conversation could go. Um, if anyone was anxious or nervous about what they were going to speak about, then um, especially if it was their first time discussing things, I would probably have a little bit of trepidation. I don't ever want to put anyone in an uncomfortable space. Um, but just like you, you know, preempted me on this chat, you know, we are pre-recording if anything was too stressful, you know, you want to create and hold space for a safe conversation. But at the same time, I also wouldn't ask my guests to share anything that I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing. And I think it's in those moments that I have said something out loud for the first time where I have many aha moments on this, you know, there's not been one moment that I've gone, oh, I don't want to put that out there. I feel like that would be dishonest, you know, if, if I'm, you know, um, and I haven't had any guests kind of come, I don't know, have you had any guests that are kind of like, oh, that was scary. I don't want to do it anymore. I think it's kind of like, once you've said it out loud, it kind of takes all the venom out of it anyway. So it's usually fine. You're so right. There's maybe been once or twice that someone's gone, mm actually, I probably shouldn't have announced that yet. Like if it's a project they're working on or maybe they've let a swear word slip and they're like, actually, that's off brand. Can you get rid of that? I'm like yep. 100%, that's the power yep. of editing. editing. Yeah, great. <laughs> but yeah, I think like like your podcast and mine, it sounds like it's pretty much you kind of leave the chat as it is, you know, because people want to hear an actual conversation, not just a list of questions and answers. Like that's not the point of, you know, podcasts. So. Yeah. And as well, like podcasts obviously have really taken form in the past, I want to say five years. I know it's longer than that, but I absorb them all the time. I think we both listen to Armchair Expert. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm listening. There's a bunch of ones in New Zealand, like Kiwi Yarns, Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Like I'm oh, constantly great. absorbing them yeah. and the aha moments you get all the time. It's fun when you're on this side of things. Do you find, and you're getting them as you're speaking you're like oh I need to write that down it's mm -hmm. so cool what's been a big aha moment for you recently is there any that spring to mind or like a current one that you're like oh yes okay my mind just went like five different ways probably one that stuck out was Jay Reeve who I believe you know um he, he essentially was like I don't want to lose my days to my nights right he's in this place where he's trying to be more intentional with what he's doing during the day his physical wellness all these things and I was like oh that one phrase I really like because it's fun he also said every now and then you need to flex that muscle and you do need to go out and get on the town or whatever but I, I quite like that I was like oh yeah it's more the fact that you have a lot of choice and intentionality of where you spend your time yeah. and that was my aha of like, yeah, actually, sometimes you do need to choose where your energy is going to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, good. That's good. Good job, Jay Reef. Well done. Don't lose <laughs> your nights, man. That's a t-shirt. I love it. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, looking to the side again, You're a fine. quote that I have from you that I really like is, and this is going back to like 2015, and you said, I don't have a plan B. This is what I put all my eggs in my basket for and obviously like the career you're in is 
unusual, at least especially from the Kiwi side. I know in the States, it's a little bit more common. That is brave, first of all, when you're young to be like, yep, I'm going to pursue this. You've written your book and it serves as a go-to guide to every young woman, right? Where it's advice, it's memorable pieces of, yeah, advice that people can take away. But what have been really tangible, good pieces of advice people gave you especially in your career that have kept you going and steered you in the right direction I mean that's a good one um I think it was like someone from like maybe good Charlotte or something like that said that to me I think it was when I did an interview when I was younger was it good Charlotte it was like one whoever was married to Nicole Richie for a while were they was it yeah yeah (laughs) one of them cool uh yeah so I think that was great advice and I have stuck to that I do feel like if you are, I don't know, it's, I have wavered on that in the sense of felt like an idiot sometimes when things aren't going great. I'm like, if only I had a money, but, but you know what? Nah, life is short. I think it's important. If you want something, pursue it. And if you're not pursuing it 110%, then if it fails, that's kind of on you as well, you know, cause you, there was obviously some room there that you could have dedicated more time or more energy. Um, I another great piece of advice I've been given is um, be where your feet are. I think that's probably something that I I don't really like word tattoos for me, but that would be something that I would consider. Just because it's a good it's a lot for me to unpack in that I tend to have anxiety. So I'm sort of like uh, problem solving the future and I have uh, can be prone to negative self talk and depression. So I can ruminate on things in the past as well. I think my addiction to acting is it's when I'm truly present between action and cut and I'm in that state of flow. And it's one of the rare moments in my life that my mind is quiet and not consumed with other thoughts. So this idea of being where your feet are, sometimes I'm physically in a place but I'm mentally not there you know like right here with you I've got nothing else going on like you are my priority this is what we're doing and that feels really good but I would be lying if I conduct every moment of my life like that in fact I would say 99% of the time I'm in a room but you know or and I it sucks because I I'm most likely to do this with my family I think there's an un uh, like a layer of unconditional love and it kind of means you can relax a bit you can be less intentional or less engaged because that kind of your constants your people you know. Uh, and I, I do carry a lot of weight and guilt around that because then i'm not the best version of myself but i'm always thinking oh, i've got to do this i got to do that and. I don't always offer the same grace and attention as I do perhaps someone new that i'm meeting that I want to make a good impression on so. Yeah, this idea of be where your feet are, it's just like, you know, plan my day with intention where I can. And so in those moments that I do want to create memories or create moments that I am actually present for them. Sometimes I look through my phone, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. Like, but I don't like (laughs) blow through something, you know, so it's good advice, like, you know, to, to, it's, I guess, very similar to stop and smell the roses, but a little more. be where your feet are and especially someone like you who is splitting your time quite literally yes my feet are in lots of different places (laughs) yes that doesn't help either but that's fine yeah it's good it's good I you know I I get told a lot like oh you need to plant roots you need to be settled like I I kind of I disagree with that whilst I can do it and live a different life like yes it's a little chaotic but it's super fun I don't have boring days Um, it can be stressful but life can be stressful anyway I kind of I don't know, I'd rather be doing this. And another great quote that was actually said at someone's funeral recently is, 
in the end, we're all just stories. And it's like, that's true. Like once we're gone, you know, we are just stories and memories. I just want to make sure I'm making some great chat, having some great stories, you know, if it's at my own expense, if it's embarrassing, whatever, like, you know, just have some, have some tales, you know? Definitely. And being in both places, I'm, I'm also, for those who don't know, based between New Zealand and, and the States, and I'm on the East Coast side of things. There are so many cool things about flying in and experiencing this and then I'm gone and I'm back for a wedding and then then I'm awesome love it yeah and you're like like, where are you Grace where are you yeah it's perfect right be mysterious right I I don't know about for you for me there's definitely cuisine benefits from getting to mix it up in both of them what is like when you get back to LA obviously you've got Taco Bell what else is like a go-to like I'm back I've got to get this Hot sauce and Mexican food, 100%. Hot sauce, Mexican food. What else do I froth over? Melatonin. Um, Sorry, I can't get in New Zealand. I'm a shocking sleeper. For many reasons, probably just anxiety, like high-functioning depressive person, brain going a million miles an hour. Man, have one of those. And it's I'm not pushing a drug on anyone. It's a natural thing. But yeah, it just, my gosh, out, gone. So... I've been too nervous to ever take a sleeping pill, but melatonin does me well. So, yeah, yeah. melatonin is one of those things. It's the same as like uh, things are called different things, obviously, in different countries, but melatonin does not have an equivalent in New Zealand. It's a bit more herbal vibes. Yeah, I think you can get it with a prescription in New Zealand, but yeah. And again, I'm not trying to push anything. <laughs> no. For me, and if you do have trouble sleeping, don't take it all the time, but it do, it is something that's honestly, it has been really helpful for me. Um, that for me, sleep is something I'm not very good at. And yet it's sort of my, the wheels start to fall off. If I'm kind of going like I'm on day three or four without, you know, longer than sort of 45 minutes sleep at a time, then, oh, guess who's suddenly sad about something? Guess who's crying for no reason? You know, like it's just kind of, very predictable unfortunately the pattern and turn of events so yeah all starts of sleep right and I think for me sometimes I've got to treat myself like a plant or like a toddler and it's like okay I'm feeling pretty I call it irrational sometimes I'm hungry irrational good yeah um, like okay let me eat oh suddenly my problem is solvable or uh, sometimes we really do need to strip it back and I'm not too like discredit or kind of um, reduce severe, you know, high functioning anxiety, depression, those things are very real. And you do need to get, if you can, therapy, professional help. Sometimes those I find for me, it's the basics. It's, are you sleeping? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating right? And also when you are so far away, are you talking to your far now and your family and having those quality conversations? Because Sometimes I think I'm I'm living in the surface level and I just need like a really deep to, to the heart conversation. Do you find that? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's another great thing with you doing this. It's like, cool, if nothing else, you're creating space to have a slightly deeper, more engaging conversation. You did say something about creating solutions. My sister's great like motto for life is find solutions, not problems. And I think that's been great for 2023 for me as well. It's like, if there's a problem or there's a discussion about something cool okay yep find the solution not the problem and just like not giving my energy to um 
to creating making your problem bigger just problem solve which i think is a good bit of advice as well definitely you also said too i'm going to keep quoting you but uh, <laughs> what, what a- brilliance did i say it's not <laughs> lost on me that like sometimes things will happen and my own family will like screenshot bits from my book and be like here's your own advice which only makes me feel more shit because it's like i guess i peaked too early <laughs> back when i knew any everything oh damn on the ground i'll come up again I'll yeah you you have a very um tangible record of the things you've said of how brilliant i was back when yeah god damn it well it all figured out <laughs> right you just need reminding like what what you'd said was sometimes you just need to sit in the emotions like if, for example, a pilot doesn't go well, or if for me, a race didn't go well, you can be really sad and you can feel it and maybe give yourself an afternoon. That's what I'd heard you say is like, all right, at some stage, we need to be like, all right, what actions and what your sister says, what's the solution? How are we going to get out of this? And that's when maybe you do lean on someone else or you put your hand up. Hey, I can't get out of this funk by myself, but let's sit in it. And then let's move. I think a lot of people, myself included, it's that struggle from moving away from the comfortableness that sometimes failure or disappointment can feel like. Yeah. To make that active decision of like, all right, I'm going to try push forward. What are your kind of like, what do you do if you have or you don't do well or you don't perform well? Like, what is that? What does that next hour look like for you? I think that's a really good question. For me, I was rowing a lot and huge thing, I came to the States to row in terms of identity is like, if I'm not performing well, literally what else am I doing? Because that's the only reason I'm here. And so if a race went badly that next hour, I'm like, all right, well, if I can't be fast, I've got to be the funny one or I can be the nice one. Like, let me lean so hard into my other personality traits. Um, and that came honestly from great sports psych psychologists therapy who have said you're more than just this one person. It's like in New Zealand we say order. It's the social, what's it like social, physical, yeah. emotional. Um something that thank you, health class. You're living <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, literally that stuck with me. It's like if I'm feeling really shitty, honestly, about one thing that's gone wrong, it's like you are so much more than just this one thing. Like if an yeah. acting role for you hasn't you know if, if something's not eventuated mm. you have the podcast you have your relationships you have your writing you have all these other things but it's really hard when you are feeling shitty yeah to move away from that so that's something I'm constantly working on it's good we've got plenty to work on it's all good <laughs> we're doing quite well though we're doing all right yes <laughs> yeah good oh, good oh. yeah um I want to pivot a little bit to tall poppy syndrome. So for those who are in New Zealand, they probably know what it is, but could you please describe, and there's no right or wrong answer, what tall poppy syndrome is? Yeah. Okay. So, so hard to define something. I guess I would define tall poppy syndrome as um, when someone does well or is achieving something, we take it upon ourselves in the group to make sure that their feet are on the ground. And it's sometimes well-intentioned to make sure people stay humble because part of our Kiwi identity is that we are humbled. But 
ultimately what we're doing is it makes or highlights our own insecurities or lack of when someone does well, as opposed to coming from the mindset that there's enough to go around and the sky's the limit for everyone. Uh, when someone else does well, we take it personally as if it's a reflection of the lack that we are doing. And I don't agree with that, yet we all do it. Yeah. It's like success is not finite. It's not a zero-sum game is how I view it, is we can all actually rise. And as comfortable or as deep as you want to go, what has been your experience with it, especially in New Zealand and the States? Those are very different cultural experiences i mean i guess like my best way of dealing with it is to not engage in it myself you know i do pride myself on talking my friends up to if and to connecting people i have no problem connecting people um try to live by the motto anything for me will not pass me by not being an information hoarder not being a um connection hoarder like yes in saying that there have been certain people who are like, hey, can you give Selena Gomez this or whatever? And like that out of respect to people, perhaps that way I have boundaries. But in terms of, yeah, like if I, you know, met someone who was like dying to chat to people about athletes in America and New Zealand and like they're huge on rowing, like I would be like, oh my God, you have to talk, you know, like I would never sit there and and stifle that out of you know any insecurity of my own or not wanting you to shine so i think the way that i've dealt with it is to not to actively not engage with it and be very intentional about swinging the pendulum the other way for both myself and my community um look i think i am a very bright electric loud person that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea um i think it should be and we should all get delight and joy uh but i do i have struggled a lot you know even before kind of being on telly about being someone who is a little bit more extroverted and female and loud and nice and kind and sometimes people don't buy that sometimes people uh, look for or will start rumors or create chaos just because everything that i am is at some level offensive to them i have had to get to a place where understanding that's not a concern of mine knowing that i can go to bed at night knowing that i am a good person but yeah there's obviously it can be very painful when people intentionally try to hurt you for some strange reason, even if you've not really done anything to justify it. So yeah, of course I take offense to that. I just have to get to a place where I don't, I, yeah. As long as my friends and my family and stuff who, who totally call me out if I'm being a brat or anything like that, as long as they think that I'm doing all right and support me, then I feel like that's, then I, I can sleep at night with that. And then, yeah, just kind of like you, like being a cheerleader for people, encouraging them to make bold choices. And yeah, I, I guess that's probably the best way of dealing with it. What about you? Yeah, I think, and you touched upon it with, as long as the people who you care about, 
you, you know, like we say, who cares to a certain degree? I care what my parents and my sister think. I care about what my close friends think. And if I feel like, hey, reality check, am I being a dick? Or uh, if, some, if my sister says I'm okay, I'm okay. Because the people who call you out, sister, <laughs> hey, they're good. Hey, they're oh, good. even when you and don't say the most painful things but then that's all out of love but it's like ow okay <laughs> right I think sisters are one of the greatest gifts we get um <laughs> exactly because if I go to her page as her name I'm like Paige I, I need your gut check on something and she'll tell me I know because she cares about me there's nothing to gain out of it she just wants me to be the best human I can be in this world yeah. and if she's like yeah no you didn't do so hot on that I'll be like all right okay mm-hmm. but if she says no I think you're good but also I think for me even like with the podcast I didn't study journalism but I really love talking to people and I take something from you it's like I'm so ex- oh thank you <laughs> I'm taking that compliment thank you yeah. um it's like oh I really want to get into this space and I find someone like David Ferrier right his career is so exciting. I'm like, he just made something out of nothing, not nothing, but you know, it's like now he's got this sub podcast on Armchair Expert and I'm like obsessed. I'm like, how did he create this path for himself? But he literally did that. He created a path for himself. And so in launching the podcast, I was kind of nervous, like, oh, what are people, you know, going to say? And I'm like, well, do I care? what they what they say I don't probably do at some level because when people are like you're like my god well how did I be so offensive but yeah you're so right yeah and people will love what you're doing and you're right also totally who cares as long as you're having a good time you're not hurting anyone you're putting good into the universe like sometimes it is important to zoom out and just kind of like check things a little bit and yeah if you get all green lights and it's someone just having a keyboard warrior moment I guess yeah and especially you do a lot of content creation you share a lot of your life not only through the podcast but on like your traditional I guess um social media Instagram Mm -hmm. do you have like boundaries or guides for yourself on how much you're going to interact with the audience because there is positive but there might be some negative feedback yeah I tend to like delete anything that's uh you know, anything that's like maybe derogatory to the way that I look or a little bit too forward. I don't really like that kind of stuff on my page. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, for the most part, though, everyone's pretty positive. I think I must have like early on, like just deleted and blocked anyone who's like just not about it. And I would, yeah, I would definitely make sure it's a safe place if anyone was kind of piling on someone else I would also delete that like yeah I just don't have time for that I don't know go get a hobby I don't know I don't have a lot of like respect or time for anyone who's out there just being a cock online like nah (laughs) yeah oh that makes me think I'm having a ding ding earlier um Martin Toomey who I interviewed on the podcast a couple weeks ago he's uh the chef de mission for the winter olympic games in New Zealand right like dealing with all these high performers and he just said I don't subscribe to that when I asked about that's a great way of putting it yeah yeah he's like I just no I just I just don't subscribe I was like well said Martin 
totally well said. I mean, I just can't, for me, it's really difficult as someone who doesn't go and like spit a bunch of hate on someone's page. I would have to be in the most furious, disgusting, like venomous mood. Like I just can't even imagine a world where I would do it. So I don't have a lot of empathy for people who do do it. I'm also like, go get a hobby. God, who's got the time? No one that's worth any of our time responding to or anything. That's really the answer, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's like, let's talk about what we love. Let's hype each other up. Um, yeah, I, I also If it's don't... not for you, move on. That's fine. That's fine. There's plenty of niche things for you. Go join a different group. Great. <laughs> you don't need to be here. Um, yeah. No, I, I love that. I do want to ask too about more... In, yeah, let me step back. Okay, so you're studying marine biology. And am I correct that you've also been studying at the Groundlings? Yeah, so I'm not there currently, but I do, I'm working up kind of the program there. So yeah, okay. but that's more like comedy improv stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so you've got those things going on, which is like you said, you're a student of life, constantly learning and curious. And I think that's awesome. You're also traveling a lot. You have all these projects going on what excites you and draws you to a particular project like what's the green light for you to go for something that's great I am quite easily excitable um so I mean anything in the acting world I can always find something to be excited about because it's an opportunity even if like the role is small you know the challenge then becomes how can I make an impact or how can I you know steal a moment or get an extra laugh that's not in there um I love traveling like there's very little that doesn't excite me I think I'm very lucky that I have stayed really closely connected to my childlike mind and just like get jazzed about a sunrise get jazzed about like a nice cup of tea love a scalding hot shower like I think it's just really cool to to have that element and and those emotions all of them good and bad at my disposal like I wouldn't I do say I really have a good range from like a two to an eight that I can kind of flow through during the day um which is good I I I don't want to be a stagnant six and I think a lot of people are a six through most of their life they wake up a six and go to sleep a six and I'm kind of just like a bit psychotic I guess which I can say as someone who is actually <laughs> depressed um but I think that that's, yeah, there's so much that it can excite me about a project or about learning um, as long as I'm moving in a forward motion. And I think that's a big reason why I kind of like left Shorten Street was not that I didn't have absolute admiration and love for it. I just at that stage in my life, I had learned everything that I could learn in that environment to the point that I was cycling back and learning the same lessons again. So to me, that was a little I was like okay I need to either go away and come back or I need to go and have some life like get, being stagnant or content which is what we all should be striving for but I'm tend to be running the other way at the moment of just this real thirst and enthusiasm for filling my life with as much experience and learning as possible I still feel like I don't know what I want to be when I grow up that kind of energy like I'm like I want to see it all like <laughs> This girl, Elise, who I met the other day, who like, I don't know, lived in a bus with her now husband for a while. I'm like, well, fine, I want to do that. Like, you know, I just like see something. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do that. And like, now I'm a beekeeper. Like, I just kind of feel a little bit of energy towards something. And if that continues or I'm reminded about it, I'm like, cool, let's follow that and see where it goes. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, totally. No, and 
like I think about there's people at the Olympics I forget there was like a 67 year old sailor from Italy awesome I was like I, was like, I haven't tried sailing what <laughs> maybe that could be your sport yeah I'm like who knows because if I don't try everything totally. that, right like that could be the thing that gets me to the top so to speak because if you don't try it all you don't know what it's going to be I haven't found my sport yet but I am waiting for it like yeah it'll come to me I'm not sure what it might be but it'll come yeah definitely bowling like not yeah. the temp and bowling but it's huge lawn in balls. case lawn Shit. balls that yeah any, that, age. <laughs> any age you can get after it so I totally I do subscribe to that is like uh, and I guess it kind of ties back to that feeling we have sometimes of like imposter syndrome right so I started university and I went to AUT and yes. then rowing was going pretty well so I was like oh I'll move back to Waikato because Karapiro it's the place to be and then I got a scholarship offer to the states so I was like all right three universities in three years and I was like oh my gosh like does that show that I'm a little flaky and it just took one person being like you were just taking opportunities and I was like okay repackage that repush it out that's how we're gonna frame it fantastic yeah yes great marketing I'm just gonna take that yeah yeah that was um that was really exciting for me it's like okay cool yeah and also similar to you I had been at uh, like a prefect at school and I think that that was a teacher was like can you come talk to the students again about how um you don't have a life plan because we need to hear some more of that I was like okay Cool. Oh, okay yeah sure not how I would describe it but yeah sure I was like um I'm taking opportunities as they come thank you and not to say at all I just want to stress we have you have a direction and like you said there's not necessarily we don't want to have a plan like I don't want to have and if you do that's so cool because some people and probably smart to have yeah we're the idiots who in like 10 years time we're like why didn't anyone comment like <laughs> you should get a second job Kim I was like, <laughs> you're like what um no so I, I'm so about it and it's like my dad said hey as long as you're not getting yourself into too much debt in one place uh so that you can't leave and obviously those are privileges we have if you can keep moving about but yeah, as long as you're being authentically I think if I'm being true and kind in what I'm doing it's going to be cool. And what was that saying you said before about like what's meant for me won't pass me by? Whatever's meant for me won't pass me by. Look, I, <laughs> I definitely subscribe to it. I hate it at times because I'm like, well, who knows? This role totally could have been mine. And then <laughs> why is it hers? Like what? Um, but no, I think that's, you know, if I, it's very, it's easy to look at your life in hindsight once you're past trauma, right? Or when something bad happens and you go, oh, well, that's why I didn't get that. But when you're in it, you're like, mm, don't you sure how this one's <laughs> going to play out. Can't see how this would look nice and peachy in a few years time. But um, yeah, I think it's just a good way to look at things. Like if it was mine and I worked my butt off and, you know, if it was, if I thought it was mine, I worked my butt off and everything was working, then great. And if I didn't get it, it obviously wasn't for me. Like I can't, if I, if I controlled all the elements I could control and perform at my best and whatever, then yeah, I kind of just have to let some things go and know that, you know, as long as I worked hard and did everything on my end of the scale, then I can't control those other elements coming from someone who desperately is trying to control everything in life. So <laughs> two things can be true at the same time. 
yes, they can. Oh, yes, they can. Thank you, Jesus. That's very true. They can be. Um, yes. What can people right now, like what are you working on that we can know? Because I understand some things might be secret, but what can people look out next from you? Yeah, cool. So I just finished shooting a show called Raised by Refugees that's on Sky there, season two. It won uh, Best Comedy last year in New Zealand, which was super cool. Um, loved working on that. So I literally just finished that and I'm uh, heading, I'm here in LA working on some work with McLaren for their esports team. Uh, and then back in New Zealand to shoot Snack Masters, which I'm really excited about season two, where I basically just get to hang out with chefs and eat a ton of food. So so hard to be me it's not at all it's like the best job that and i met my current partner on it as well he was the cameraman there also known as the togs undies guy if anyone is over the age of 25 they'll know who he is um yeah so it's such a cool job so that's kind of what i'm bouncing between and between that i'm doing some writing projects and yeah like my sister has always told me you know you've got to keep your pipeline full in the sense of when you are creative and you are kind of working from contract to contract and you go through lots of seasons of unemployment like just making sure that every day you're putting energy out and trying to keep connected or networking or seeing people and stuff so that you know you can't just rest on your laurels and wait for jobs to come to you that's not how this industry works you've got to really sit in the driver's seat and try and build as well so it's never ending, but it's exciting. It is exciting. And it sounds like another great piece of advice from your sister there. Um, she's, honestly, she's a special one. I'm very, very lucky. She's the funniest person that I know. And she's just the most onto it. And much more than I am, she is the kind of friend and person who will show up. You know, like she's someone who you can rely on she's my emergency contact it's no disrespect to my mother but my mother will not answer her phone like if I, I panics me if I end up arrested I don't know why I would get arrested I never do anything wrong nor have I been in trouble but the idea of this one phone call that you get or I don't even know if you do get it in the movies where they're like you have one phone call I'm like it can't be my mother she will not answer she will literally not answer so I'm like at least my sister picks up the phone so Think of that when you write down your emergency contact, make sure it's someone who bloody will pick up a private number. Well, I have to ask then, and I've thought about it, if you were to get arrested, what what would you be arrested for? I don't know. Probably being somewhere where something happened and not running away because I went to Spooker's and I always thought that in a crisis that you'd all turn to me and I'd lead us to victory and get us out of a situation like that's my ego but I went to Spookers for those of you who don't know it's kind of like a Halloween area and this guy comes at us with a chainsaw and everyone ran away the normal human reaction my body laid down that was how <laughs> I responded to fear no fight or flight no desire to rescue myself just full submission of like well I guess death is here so I don't know if I were to get arrested, maybe some people did some bad things and I just lay down and suddenly I'm the only person at a crime scene. I don't know. I love that they literally say you're just going to lie there and take it. You're like, apparently the spookiest yeah. chainsaw is how it's going to go. I guess like, oh, death is here. Well, you've had a good run. That's, I guess, what my body said. Like, well, there's no point in fighting it. You won't outrun them. So just, I don't know, sacrifice yourself for the others. I'm not sure. Oh, good on you. And final question, because I'm conscious of your time and I'm so grateful for it. And um, 
I ask, <laughs> I ask everyone this is if you had to have one meal for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what's it going to be? I see her brain ticking. Yeah, so my <laughs> partner is the most phenomenal, delightful chef ever. Like, makes such great food. So it would definitely be something he made. Um, what has he made me recently that I was like, what? Uh, he made this amazing mushroom ravioli with like brown butter and sage or something I don't know something like that I mean I'd end up being like the size of a house if I ate it for breakfast lunch and dinner forever of my life but oh well at least I'd be happy it feels like a hug on the inside yes and this is a ridiculous question anyway so we can say whatever thank you is it though? I don't know <laughs> now nope that's it you gotta stick to it now you said it on a podcast it's official that's what you have to eat yeah and in April of 2023. Uh, like I have no shame in this, but porridge. I, I love porridge. <laughs> right. What do you have? Do you have are you a brown sugar girl? You're a honey raisin? What are All you? Right. Picture this. About? And if you've lived with me, you could make it. Um, so we're gonna start with frozen berries because it's easier. We put probably right now I'm on a blueberry buzz. We put that in the microwave, we get them warm, cinnamon porridge mix it together greek yogurt for the extra protein and then yep. a banana on top and that Damn. yeah so that's my that's my every morning breakfast that's a good time good job for you having a routine okay i'm into that thank you and coffee how do you have your coffee black with honey <laughs> okay what? How do I mean, you it's going well, Grace. Into it. No, I'm not. I'm not yet at coffee. I'm an instant coffee girl, so I'm not yet like into cool coffee yet. No, same. So I, I'm a Kona. Mm, a Kona. Mm. Love us. We are Makona. Makona have to meet. Okay, so you're an instant coffee black with honey. Okay, well, so just like instant coffee, and then ideally manuka honey, um, but that's like spinny. So. I think it's honestly because like in the States, I can't guarantee the milk is going to be that Kiwi quality. So I just got rid of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, that's better for you. Well done. I just love a milky tea, milky coffee. Like reminds me of like church or like, I don't know, being in a community center, one of those like shitty frosty kind of brown glasses that why yeah. does everyone have them? Where are they now? But yeah, and having a nice tea or coffee. I actually can picture that so much for after school care, getting yes. raro in it sometimes. Yes, sweet navel orange. What was your go-to raro? Um, black currant. Ooh, was that the color-free one? <laughs> um, I don't think it was like bright purple, like a vibrant oh, purple. Okay. And we would, well. we would just like take it at school, at middle school, and you would like just lick it raw. Like, why? Why did we think that was a good idea? your sugar and it's delicious guys don't it's, it's okay you can because sugar is yeah delicious it's going done okay good to know good chat interesting oh my gosh um Kim thank you so much are there any final words you have or you want to share no just that you're awesome I think it's great that you're like filling this space with delight honestly keep doing it hopefully I hopefully I said something good in here I don't know 
who bloody knows um hopefully there's something in there and yeah just thank you for creating space and having time to chat to me i'm really really grateful and yeah keep going onward onward hopefully our paths will cross again one day in the future yeah definitely we can eat porridge and pasta <laughs> great <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website. Thanks for today's guest.